Coming up on Salt City Code, we chat with Joey Butzik about his experience balancing family, work, and teaching at a coding boot camp, along with his work ethic philosophy and how he started the CRJS Meetup. This is part eight of our series, Catching Up with Careers in Code. My name is Karen Thorne. And I'm Kelly Corey. And together, we are Salt City Code. We'd like to take a minute to say thank you to our sponsor, Hack Upstate, for supporting Salt City Code. Hack Upstate's mission is to unite and facilitate collaboration among the greater upstate New York technology community. Twice a year, Hack Upstate organizes weekend hackathons. Developers and innovators from across central New York come to Syracuse to form teams, build projects, and win amazing prizes. It's all in 24 hours, and it's free to attend. Want to learn more? Visit hackupstate.com and get ready to code. Uh, welcome back to Salt City Code. Today we are really excited to be sitting here with Joey Buczak. Is that is it Buczak? Good enough. <laughs> <laughs> how, how do you say it? Uh, Buczak. Buczak. Oh my God. You know what? It can pronounce both ways depending on, uh, I guess, preference. Gotcha. You know, that whole time in Careers and Code, I don't think I ever actually heard anyone say your last name. That's because I always go by Joey or Joey B. That's fair. I save people the, the harshness of it all. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for that. Um, you know, like to, I was yeah, going to say, I don't, actually, I don't, thinking that you said that, I think yeah. there was only a couple that actually said their last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Very informal first name basis. Uh, would you like to tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, well, I'm a father, so my primary mm-hmm. goal in everything I do right now is to mm-hmm. provide for my kids and to make sure they have a financially sound future. Uh, hence the reason I'm doing what I'm doing now. Um, I've always been an artist my entire life. I've been drawing since I could hold up a pencil. And anything that res- uh, revolves around creativity or just creating something out of nothing mm-hmm. um, is typically what I'm drawn to. Uh, that's that's really about it for me. <laughs> I'm kind of like um, I'm kind of like a chameleon. I can kind of blend into whatever I need to do. Okay. Um, but. Uh, I think that's a good trait, though. Yeah, yeah, just anything anything creative really sparks my interest. Gotcha. Um, so I didn't know you were, like, a lifelong artist. This is something you've kind of always done. Always. Yep. Awesome. What do you like to draw? <laughs> well, I used to draw uh, comics. No way. Well, not seriously, but, <laughs> but I drew a lot. Okay. Yeah, a lot of comics. A lot of um, manga-inspired comics. Awesome. I got into manga a little later in life, like probably not till I was in college, and I had friends that were really into it, and they're like, you like to read all the time, what if you read this? <laughs> like, got me into like Fruits Basket, and um, Inuyasha, stuff like that, so that's uh, kind of... Inuyasha, that's a good one, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of my gateway into the Mine was thing. Tenchi Muyo. Nice. That's, that's okay. completely out of my... I'm like, <laughs> completely lost right now, but that's Okay. Well, we'll put some links in the show notes. You can check it out. Yeah, I will. I mean, I'm sure that, and I'm sure that my, I'm sure that my oldest child knows all of that stuff because she goes to, she has all this stuff on her walls, and mm-hmm. I don't know what half of it is. And she goes to the, she went to Comic Con in New York City once, no, twice, oh, cool. I think twice, um, and then the one that comes here in Syracuse in like July, mm-hmm. she usually tries to go to that. Um, so, how did you get from drawing into tech? Okay. Uh, that's a that's a long journey. So, I went to 
um, after high school, I went to the Art Institute of Pittsburgh okay. for two years for computer animation and multimedia. Mm. And with the intent of getting into special effects for movies or something in the gaming industry. Awesome. Um, until I realized that that is a terrible way to make money when you're starting out young. <laughs> uh, plus, it's pretty grueling. There's a lot of turnover. And so I was kind of disappointed with that. So I focused a lot of my attention on photography after that point. Um, when I was six, my father taught me how to develop film in the darkroom in our basement. I and so, yeah, he, he taught me how to see as a photographer, mm-hmm. um, how to see in black and white. And so um, I focused a lot of my attention on that for quite a while. Um, I was photographing anything I could and then finally got into photographing weddings. My sister's wedding was my first wedding. She paid me, which was great. You know, <laughs> awesome. And it's like, she's like, you'll do a good job. It'll be fine. I'm like, all right, I hope so. Because, you know, um, <clears throat> but it was fine. And then I really got into that and I was doing that for a while as a side business. I had many other primary full-time jobs um, sure. in all different types of fields, everything from painting um, like residential and um, industrial painting and stuff like that. Okay. And then I got into networking, so like actually hooking up networks inside banks and all oh, different types crazy. of things. Yeah, it sounds neat. <laughs> but you're really crawling yeah. under desks well, all day long. I, I was going to um, say, <laughs> I've heard that before. Yeah, everybody's like, oh, that, that sounds neat. But then the people that do the networking, they're like, yeah, I know. Yeah, you're dirty. <laughs> you know, you're crawling under people's desks, and mm-hmm. it's not really that, that great. But um, it paid okay. And then I started doing photography again full time. Mm-hmm. And then I got to uh, the financial industry. So I was working at the Bank of New York okay. for almost five years. Oh. A little over four years. Um, and that's what I was doing before my current role at uh, Raymore and Flanagan in their IT department. Hmm. Okay, so what got you from, like, building networks with hardware into actual coding? Like, how did you make that transition? It started with my photography, really. So I needed a okay. website to showcase my, oh. my stuff, create a gondolin, gallery, all that thing, mm-hmm. that sort of stuff. And I was like, wow, this is actually pretty fun. I like doing this. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so I did that for a little while. I didn't do it, like, for money. I just did it for me to promote my photography. True. And so, you know, HTML, CSS, and mm-hmm. I learned CSS when CSS came out, you know, and I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, bought a couple of books on that, and that was interesting, and then I stopped doing it. Okay. Um, uh, for various reasons. Um, one was I was trying to focus on, I had applied to the Vancouver Film School to get into mm-hmm. um motion pictures, directing, and, you know, that sort of thing. And so I focused all my attention on that at the Bank of New York because it was um, uh, a steady paycheck versus mm. wondering when, you're, you know, the next photography yeah, client's right. going to come along. Yeah. Um, and then, basically, um, I started teaching myself Visual Basic for applications, okay. VBA, because that's what we used to power a lot of the... Okay, so I won't go into it, but there was a lot of archaic technologies we were trying to, like, merge together at the bank. Mm. And, um, yeah, so I taught myself programming, and then I thought, well, this is actually kind of cool because it reminded me of when I did HTML and CSS. Mm -hmm. And I had wanted to get into, briefly for, like, a week, I wanted to get into um, 3D game programming. Okay. So I bought a book on that stuff, and I was like, this is, wait, no, I can't do this. This is, I have no (laughs) patience. I have no patience for this. And years later, 
you know, I'm like, oh, wow, I should really give, I should have stuck with that because that's mm-hmm. pretty cool. And, um, yeah, it so is. it's. I'm a little so surprised basically. to hear you say that since you were considering studying um, special effects for, like, movies and, you know, video games and things. Yeah, so it's, everything feels like, I feel like my life is just one big roller coaster of different areas of some theme park I'm visiting. Uh, but I'm still on that okay. same coaster. It's still this creative thing. I still like creating things out of nothing. Yeah. You know, so programming, you're literally creating a new file out of nothing. It's not even, doesn't even exist other than on some magnetic disk, right? Right. Or solid state now. And so <laughs> you're literally just typing characters into this file, saving it, and it comes to life, and people can visit it and interact mm-hmm. with it and make payments through it, and it's it's fascinating. It's, it's amazing. Agreed. This video interesting. Um, I came to coding later in life. Um, my partner is a web developer and kind of nudged me towards the field. So when you talk about having something in common with your partner, that's uh, something he and I have in common as well, is doing web development. So with that thread of creativity, I appreciate that because like, I've always considered myself a fairly creative person, and I thought that that meant I shouldn't go into tech. Or, like, I shouldn't become a programmer. Yeah, so that was another, um, I would say, that was an advantage that I had Mm. um, getting into the job that I'm at now. So I do a lot of web development type of stuff. Sure. I do a lot of work on the company website. We're Mm. we're doing a lot of of new work on that. And also in our company, Intranet. So, which is basically just an internal website. It's really all it is, right? Mm -hmm. So doing the whole Art Institute of Pittsburgh thing, getting to graphics design, composition, yeah. really helps with laying out websites, you know, online or um, just graphic design in general, right? Mm-hmm. So um, co- even color theory, right? Knowing how colors react, knowing yeah. the placement of things, composition, all that stuff actually um, is what helped get me the job, um, basically, when I started working at Raymore. Awesome. They're like, oh, you can do mock-ups and you can program at the same time. Wow, great! We don't. We, you're like one yeah. person instead of the two that we need. So um, that was an advantage. Yeah, yeah I didn't. I didn't really consider graphic design or like how big a part of it that like UX is until I got into careers in code and started actually programming. And I was like, okay, so you have to make this look good in addition to yeah. actually working. Yeah, there's very very few uh, developers at work that actually have a good sense of mm-hmm. like. UI and UX, you know, there. Yeah. There's, we have a lot of really great back-end developers. Sure. Um, but there's only a few of us that are good on the front end. Mm. And there are different skill sets. They very, they, they are, very much are. They're very, they're very much, much are. And if you can, if you have the opportunity to blend the two, mm-hmm. um, it's going to pay off. Sorry, you were going to say something, Karen. Go ahead. Oh well, no, actually, I was going to say um, you're right. They are completely different things because I had asked uh, a friend of mine who is an artist to draw me just a couple of photos. I was going to use them for my logo, for my logo, mm-hmm. for my business. And he's like, "You just want me to draw them, right?" And he goes, "Because I'm not a graphic designer." And I'm like, "I just want the photo." I'm like, "I can do everything else from there with what I want to do with it." You know, like I can take care of the graphic design part of it and everything. That's mm-hmm. no problem. All I want is the photo. Um, and it's just been, you know, he's, he doesn't even live here. He lives over in um, United Emirates or Arab over, he lives, anyway. yeah, he lives over it. His wife got like an amazing job, so they moved over there. And then he comes awesome. home in the summertime. They come home and for a few weeks to visit. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, they must have some big conferences and things going on over there because that's all they've been doing. He's been drawing like. Um, marble characters, I think, right now, for like to kind of sell, awesome. which is kind of cool. But that's cool. 
you know, so I was like, okay. And then I just went a completely different way with my logo anyway. So, mm-hmm. but it's funny how, you know, he's like, I can draw it, but I can't do anything graphic design. And I'm like, that's okay. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> we would like to thank Syracuse Coworks as one of our sponsors, the only nonprofit co-working space. They offer day passes, monthly memberships that vary in price, and a recording booth for all your recording needs. It's where we record our podcast. Stop in and check out Syracuse Coworks, located at 555 South Clinton Street in Syracuse, and see all that they have to offer. So I see you're wearing your JavaScript hat, so I do have to ask you a little bit about JavaScript and React. I know you used to run the Syracuse JavaScript meetup. Yep. Um, how did that come about? Was that like your idea? Did someone else pitch it? Yeah, so I started going to the um, OpenHack meetups, and I was talking with Mike, who runs that, mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, it'd be really cool, because I know this is very open format, right? You can do whatever you whatever you want, talk about whatever you want. Mm-hmm. It's really just a big network gathering, right? Yeah. Uh, networking event. And I was like, uh, what do you think about having a JavaScript event? And he's like, mm. well, I wouldn't be good at it, but if you want to start it, you can do it under the, the Syracuse IO like, umbrella. I'm like, sweet. Ooh. So uh, I'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> Rad. Um, just because it's my favorite language. Um, it's the one that clicked for me almost instantly. Okay. Um, I just know there's something about it that just comes really easily to me. I find it fun. Mm. And I asked uh, my friend Ryan if he could help out since he lived above the co-working space. And so mm-hmm. he had, he was basically our, our, um, our location sponsor. So we were <laughs> able to have our meetup right there at the same location. Oh, that's great. Um, and so, so yeah, so we kind of took turns in the beginning, like presenting mm. um, just what we want, what we thought we wanted the group to be about. <clears throat> just learning learning and sharing JavaScript, really. Uh, we didn't want to focus on any framework specifically, just the language itself. Okay. Um, and then it's kind of evolved into just JavaScript in general. Sure. And uh, now that Peter's got it, um, it's in good hands. He'll take it to good places. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciate that he's worked in the recording, the yeah. different sessions. I think that's kind of neat. Yep. Get to see people do that. I'm a little surprised it didn't turn into the Syracuse React meetup. I believe that's your favorite framework. It is, but I didn't want it to turn into that, okay. right? Because not everyone wants to learn React. Sure. Uh, but regardless of what framework you use in JavaScript, mm-hmm. JavaScript is still the core, right? Sure. So you can write any framework you want in JavaScript, but you're still writing JavaScript. That's fair. Yeah. I appreciate someone talking positively about JavaScript. Well, most of our guests are pretty into Ruby and Python. Yeah. And like the two big ones everyone... And that's mentions. fine. You know, I... Everyone has their languages that they gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Um, none, no, I wouldn't say that any language is a bad language. I know a lot of people like sure. to bash into other languages. Um, there are certain languages I probably won't touch again, simply because they, they're not going to produce what I need them to produce. Sure. You know, so the applications that I want to use a programming language for, mm-hmm. uh, I'll just choose the language that best suits that. Um, most of my projects revolve around JavaScript. Uh, but I may or may not get into Python in the next year or so. It all nice. depends. It depends on how um, how my interests have been changing and, and everything. Or I may just go full in JavaScript for the next five years and do some Node stuff because I have some kind of unfinished business in my head that I wanted Ooh. to create some projects for and, and okay. so on and so forth. 
I love having a project list. I don't know about you, but I have a project list, and there's a good number I've not started yet, but I have the idea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Mine keep growing, and I'm like, okay, you need to stop thinking about that and get them finished first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, I'm trying to start the Syracuse Python meetup, so if you're interested in that, ah. I'm trying to get that going. I may have to attend. Python. Excellent. Right. How many meetups have we... Wanted them to start five, five, I think, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's a new feature on the podcast. Yeah. Kelly pitches another meetup. Because <laughs> right? we, we have Vim and we have Python. Uh, yep. What else? We have Vim, Python, the hardware meetup. Oh, yep. I wanted to do. Do we have a podcast meetup? We don't have a podcast meetup, but I like the idea, so we'll pitch that. <laughs> yeah. Syracuse Podcasters, let's meet up. Yeah, but actually, that's probably a really good idea because a lot of people are like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like, they're they're almost really hesitant because they're like, well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. You know, um, and our format is pretty laid back, as you can see. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't think it's really that difficult if somebody wanted to get into a podcast, you know, start yeah, a podcast I mean, about something. The that giant like hammock doing. sitting in the corner really says it all. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me where the guests in. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna paint a picture of this 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 booth. There's a hammock. There's a refrigerator full of beverages that I can't pronounce. It's great. It's really nice. Yeah. It was really important to me to make sure we had beverages no one could pronounce. Yes. <laughs> you, if you think it sounds cool, throw it in there. <laughs> so thank you for that accurate portrait of our recording studio. Yeah, the window out to the beach looks great. Right. I really I pushed That's for that. That's my favorite. Karen, yeah. I really sold her on it. I was like. Yep. Mm, do it. <laughs> also, speaking of meetups, uh, Drew and I were just talking about it, and I also pitched him the uh, Syracuse Linux Users Group, or SLUG. SLUG. Oh. SLUG meetup. Nice. Thank you. Um, very appropriate. <laughs> right? <laughs> I feel like that works. Um, he's doing something with Linux on his computer, and he's like, oh, you should learn how to do Linux. Have you thought about that? And I was like, I mean, yeah, but I haven't started it yet, so yet another meetup. So you mentioned that you're working and you have a family and you're that you are involved in the tech community. How do you balance all of that? To That's make, a great question. I'm not sure that I do. Um, <laughs> it's okay. so my home life is it's can get pretty hectic. Um, I mean, yeah, I've got two young daughters, one eight, one three. Um, oh. One of them is special needs. So that takes up a lot of time. Doctors mm-hmm. visits, specialist mm-hmm. visits, sure. um, just spending the the amount of quality time to make sure that she's um, on a on a good path, and so that takes up almost all of my free time. And then when I do have time to work on things or go out into the tech community, um, it's kind of the time spent on that is kind of dwindling. Not because I'm I'm uh, I don't want to say I'm not angry about it or anything like that. Like, I don't know what the right words are. I'm not disappointed in that because uh, my priorities are my family. Right, yeah. Right? But I do sure. try to balance. I feel that community is important. Um, like if you're going to be part of a community of people that are like-minded, do try to show up, you know, mingle, mm-hmm. be a part of the community, contribute in some way. Um, there's a lot of value that you can get out of it, and there's a lot of value you can bring to it without even knowing that you're bringing value to it. Right. So there's been a lot of moments in my life where I've realized I've either said something or done something for someone and there's like a light bulb that goes off. Right. And you mm-hmm. see that light bulb go off in that person. And you're like, oh, wow, I actually helped that person like get on their path to achieving something that they wanted to achieve. And that's really cool. Um, it's really rewarding. And I would encourage anyone to go out 
and just be a part of a community. Even if it's not programming, let's say you're into um, woodworking, be a part of a woodworking mm-hmm. community. Be a part of that. Do something with it. Just meet other people. Because um, the world can be a very lonely place if it's just you focusing on one thing. Um, mm-hmm. But you can get a lot of fulfillment out of anything that you're doing. You just find the right community of people that will you know, help support you and you can support them. And it's, it's great. Part of the reason why I do try to make it to all the meetups when I can um, for that reason. And there's always other opportunities that can come along, you know, um, whether it's a side gig or something like that. Right. You know, um, someone needs help and they're, they're willing to pay you to help them out. Hey, if mm-hmm. you can help them, do it. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. So was it even, I mean, I know that it's, it was, you're saying it's a struggle now. When you were um, teaching for Careers in Code, did it get, like, twice as hard to yes. try and do all of that? I'd say five times as hard. But, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because now you weren't just, you know, it wasn't like just going to, like, oh, you know, there's a meetup this week, let me go to that, it's only one night. Mm-hmm. Now you were dedicating four nights a week, mm-hmm. and then office hours on top of that. Right, and all the hours of lesson planning and mm-hmm. figuring out where you're going to teach the next day and all that sort of thing. Um, so, and there was a lot of planning that went in before the whole thing even started, right? Mm-hmm. And, um we learned a lot from that uh, first cohort, and we'll we have a better idea of what we want to do going into the next one, um, which I do plan to help out with. Um, I think it's a fantastic opportunity, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, it does. It's very demanding uh, of your time, um, so you have to balance how you spend the time, what you spend it on, what's most important to you. Um, so if you know. Like during careers in code, I didn't do anything else outside of that for like spare time or my free time, right? right. So, home, work, family, and then this, and then I wouldn't do anything else because I literally ran out of time to do anything else. Mm-hmm. So, you know, because it was a, a limited amount of time, it wasn't like a whole year or anything like that. I said, mm-hmm. okay, I could do that, um, but I just have to be careful about how. F- I extend myself and I don't burn out because I've gone through mm-hmm. numerous periods of burnout in my life and I know what it feels like and I know when it's oncoming I can feel it mm-hmm. coming yep. um, kind of going through a little bit of that right now um, for various reasons but at the same time I think I'm getting better at managing time <laughs> I don't it's, know that I am um, I feel your pain 100% because <clears throat> there's only know. so much you can do Right. And, you know, on the flip side of that, being a student at the time, you know, it was, okay, I have work and family and, you know, I now I have to go and take these classes for the next six months. So my family actually kind of got put on the back burner, unfortunately. Mm. um, Right. And that's tough. In order to get it done. But my children are also older than yours at the moment. You know, I mean, my youngest is 10, so it made it a little bit easier. Um, but still there were nights where I would get home and he would still be up and I'm like, what are you still doing up? You should be in bed. Um, you know, but he was because he wanted to see me because, you know, he gets on the bus or I'm already gone before he even gets up. So, you know, that did make it tough. Um, but I'm glad that I stuck it out and that I went through it because now I can kind of change that and swing it so that it makes it a little easier for everybody. Right. And that's, that's one of the things, um, that, we as instructors kept us going and trying to improve everything was knowing the how mm-hmm. how much time you were dedicating to it right so we're, we're mm-hmm. we weren't doing this for ourselves yeah you know um, yeah we got a lot of value out of it 
because it's very rewarding. But at the same time, it's like we're help, trying to help people improve their lives, you know. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole reason it was put on in the first place was to help, to help you out. So um, the fact that you stuck it out, that's, that's awesome, right? You dedicated that time. It's mm-hmm. tough. It is, right? Anytime you're changing um, kind of like your life's purpose, yeah. maybe not purpose, but like the avenue of how you're going to achieve your life's purpose, right? Mm-hmm. It's, always, it's always a struggle. Even just your career shift is yep. sometimes going to be... Yep. Any major shift is always change. Mm-hmm. Change isn't always the easiest thing. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> that, got, that got deep. But this whole this whole view of the beach makes up for it. <laughs> Excellent. Just really try to make sure, you know, guys feel relaxed and... I mean, right. talk about A different things. type of deep out there. <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes deep. learning how to code felt like I was thrown in the deep end. <laughs> Ugh, that's yes. <laughs> Can feel like that. that is for sure. There were definitely um, points within the program, certain subjects, and I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, wait, stop, back up." Yeah, that was how I felt when we shifted from HTML and CSS to JavaScript because I had like zero JavaScript experience before we went into class, and I was like, "Okay, so I get that. Like, here's the HTML, here's my basic layout, here's the CSS, here's the design part, and now you're asking me to make them do things." <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. Excuse me? Here's a hoop. Now you have to jump through it. <laughs> yes. I love that. I think they there wasn't there a couple of things that they had kind of put out of order because maybe they thought it was better that way. And we were mm-hmm. like, yeah, no, when you do the next one, you need to put this here. Yeah, yeah we first. had to adjust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, because, you know, we were like, what? And then when we got to the part, we were like, why didn't you have us do that first? It would have made so much more sense and a lot easier to kind of navigate through but yeah living you know it's living it's hard heads. to find crystal balls that you can see it is but <laughs> next, i've been looking for the, ne- the next <laughs> cohort will make it you know now you guys kind of hopefully our feedback helps with that a little bit and yeah. i mean we all learned it in the end so i'm thankful for that there you go i know we love careers and code <laughs> we do it was a good time I, it, well, nice. I, i'm I really kind of it. excited for them for the next cohort to kind of see yes yeah. three more yeah. years oh, oh i know oh that's amazing that's fantastic when yeah. they did that i was like i'm like what i'm like oh my god that's <clears> like <throat> huge yeah, a lot more huge, people huge. be uh definitely want to take advantage of that and that's great i think that's going to help a lot of people yeah yeah even when i was in it though uh, and you know, like at work, I'd go someplace and I, I'd promote it. I'd be like, you know, they're gonna, they'll have another one. I'm like, here's, you know, I gave Jesse's information out all the time. I'd be like, email Jesse, <laughs> you know, and he'll get you on the waiting list. I'm like, definitely, you know, look into it. And he'll, when it gets ready to for the next one to come around, you know, he'll let everybody know. I'm like, but definitely look into it if it's something that you, you know, would want to do or like to do. Because when I went into it, I didn't know anything. We're talking, I didn't know syntax. I didn't know. I don't even know some of the vocabulary. You guys are throwing words out, and I'm like, "Yeah, uh, that's um, <laughs> that's always uh, that's always difficult because when you when you're very familiar with a topic and you kind of just you know the jargon, mm-hmm. you kind of just use it without even knowing that you're using the jargon, and then you mm-hmm. you realize, oh, why does everyone have like the deer in the headlights look? <laughs> uh, oh, that's why because they don't know what I'm talking about yet, and so you have to kind of step back, step back, and. Uh, try to figure out an easier way to say it. You know, what I call the uh, the plain English way of saying yeah. things. Yeah. Analogies are also good. <laughs> yes. Analogies are amazing. I love an analogy. Yes. My favorite analogy is the car analogy because it's easy to relate 
any almost anything to a car. Also, uh, someone used like baking or doing laundry while you were doing other chores as an analogy for asynchronous. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Which I also like that one really. That's a good one. I was like, one. okay, I yeah. can understand that. I like to bake. I have thrown things in the oven and walked away and done something else and then come back when I was there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, that really clicked for me. So yeah. And depending on the site you're trying to access, the baking may happen first before you get that response back. There you go. Would you like to go from zero to full stack web developer in 24 weeks? Karen and I did. We're graduates of the first cohort of Careers in Code, a coding boot camp also sponsored by Hack Upstate. Learn HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and more from awesome instructors and incredibly patient TAs. If you're ready to change your career, sign up for the second cohort waitlist at careersincode.org. You can also sign up for the Hack Upstate Careers in Code monthly newsletter to receive updates, upcoming events, and job opportunities. That's careersincode.org. Resources. I want to ask you about resources. Like, what are some of your really, like, your favorite resources? I know... Favorite resources? Mm -hmm. My bank account. (laughs) 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 Well, I think that's everybody's... (laughs) I mean, same. That's why we asked for your credit card number on the form. Right, yeah. Yeah. Well... My favorite resource, too. You know... I know I that just wish it was bigger. Oh, doesn't everybody? <laughs> right, I mean, the wheel. Let's play the lottery. I'll share. Well, so resources. With you. Honestly, my biggest resource is just a Google search bar. Hmm. I don't really have, like, go-to sites or anything that I go to. Okay. Um, I simply just search for the term I'm looking for or the technology or framework or whatever it happens to be. Like, if I want to learn more about Node.js plugins or something like that or modules uh i'll just google it basically um <laughs> i know i get that i've got that question before like well what's your favorite site to go for new tech information it's like mm. google i don't know <laughs> like i'm always looking for something new but i always have an idea of what i want to achieve and then i try to look on using terminology related to what i want to achieve okay. rather than trying to look for new tech mm. right so if what I want to achieve can be accomplished without fancy tech. Hey, great. Right? Nice. Less complicated concepts I need to learn to get what I need to do mm-hmm. done. Um, but honestly, I don't really have a lot of resources other than just internet searches. Sorry, that's probably not no, what you no, wanted to hear. Okay. No, no, <laughs> I, but no, because my next question, or my, I guess my next response to that was going to be that actually kind of, I guess, cool in a way because... Now you're not just picking, like, one, you know, like, you know, front-end masters has some really good stuff, but mm-hmm. maybe that isn't, you know, like, the one place that you want to go for everything. Right. So, um, and I actually started doing that, I think, early, I, well, I know, early on in the class, you know, like, if there was something that you guys had mentioned in class or taught, and mm-hmm. I kind of got the gist of it, or I figured I would go home and look at, like, three or four more resources to make sure that I knew what right. it was that I had. I didn't just pick one to kind of back up what you guys were mm. teaching. Yeah, one of the things I learned early on when learning to code um, was the importance of coming up with the proper question to ask. Mm-hmm. Right? Finding out what is what what do I need to do? How do I frame this question in order to get the answer I want? Right? So mm-hmm. when you're starting out, it's kind of difficult because you don't really know what's out there. But if you approach it from the standpoint of, well, what do I want to create? 
then you can search, say you want to have credit card payments on your site. Maybe you're developing an art gallery. And you're like, oh, I want people to buy my stuff online. How can I accept payments? So then you go to the internet search bar. How do I accept payments on my website? Right? And then all of a sudden you're going to see all kinds of links to like Stripe and all kinds of other things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's, oh, well, that's kind of cool. Let me look into that, right? And then now that you have an idea, then you can get more specific about it. Okay, well, how do I integrate Stripe into my website? Mm-hmm. Right? Of course, it's probably right in their documentation. Right. And it is, and it's yeah, very sure. simple to use, but that's the type of thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you want to achieve? Ask questions around that. Um, if you find the techie stuff that you're looking for, if you're into tech or not, um, knowing how to ask that question, like what to include in the question is mm-hmm. going to get you the best results. Just knowing what to include. I think right? that actually goes... And you kind of have to whittle away at it. Yes, mm-hmm. and I think that goes for anything because a lot of times, um, you know, somebody in my family will say something and they'll be like, and I'm like, well, just look it up. And they're like, well, I did. And so then my next question to them is, well, how did you ask it? Yeah. Because, you know, like if you if you ask it a certain way, mm-hmm. it's going to give you completely different answers than from what you from, you know, what you asked. Right. So I think that is in general. But one yeah. of the classics that I always hear um, <laughs> in just casual conversations regarding topics like that mm-hmm. is, well, what if you type in how do I make a lot of money? <laughs> Well, that's going to be, that <laughs> yeah. depends. Right. Like the, the internet search answer should be, it depends, mm-hmm. right? And then you have to say, well, what do you want to do? Right? Yeah. What, what excites you? How can I make money at that? Mm-hmm. Right. Right. And that, that, that always makes me laugh when I hear questions like, like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and questions in, in general can have a lot of answers that just say, well, it depends. Right? It's like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of nuances, and then learning how to whittle those questions down to like mm-hmm. sub questions. You know, um, it's it's just a really good skill to have how to ask a proper question. I have to agree with that, regardless of your field. Mm-hmm. I also have to agree with the nuance. Um, going through careers in code, that was something I kind of struggled with. Is getting it depends as an answer. Uh, because I thought coding was very much like a more structured thing where it's like you do this one specific thing and there's one specific way and if you do this this will happen surprise (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) wrong go turns out that's not how you look at code at all so that was kind of an eye opener for me (laughs) oh okay they're not saying it depends because you know they're they're saying it depends because it really does we're not pushing it off well let's think about it a little bit more Mm -hmm. you know yeah exactly I almost feel like it's, you know, like the jack-in-the-box where you're you're going through and you're going through and is it going to pop open? Is it not going to pop open? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It depends. That's an interesting analogy. I like that. Yeah, that's very fun. Jack-in-the-box. <laughs> so on your questionnaire, you had that you wanted to discuss work ethics and yes. attitudes. Mm-hmm. Can yes. Can you elaborate a little more on that? Like what so this goes uh, for anything, really. I've always heard, you always hear the phrase, work smarter, not harder. Mm-hmm. I personally don't agree with that. Um, I'm more of the type that's work harder at working smarter, right? And just working hard in general is just a good idea. Um, and all that stems from, like, how our society is going from very physical ways of making a living to very digital ways of making a living. Well, think smarter, and then you'll you'll figure it out faster than if you work hard. Well, that doesn't always equate to everyone. 
Um, working hard is really good, just I believe for your soul, right? So it gives mm-hmm. you purpose. It gives you um, structure in your life. Um, it gives you something to focus on because there's so many things we can get distracted with. Like so many. It's like there's so many um, industries out there that are designed just to distract you. You know, yes. like Netflix. Yes. Yeah, I like Netflix. That's great. But I don't watch it all the time because it distracts me from the things that I want to accomplish. I only use it once in a while. as like, oh, I just need to relax for an hour because, like, you know, my kid's driving me crazy because she's singing this song out of key all day and blah, 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 blah. Oh, man. You know. Get on my nerves so bad. She's cute, but she's out of key. <laughs> anyways. Sorry, honey, if you're listening to this in the future sometime. Um, anyways. <laughs> uh but yeah, so having a good work ethic is something I learned from my father. And everything he's done, everything I've watched him do, he's been successful at. And it's because he put in the time and the effort. Um, I wouldn't say he always did it right, because there's no always one right way to do thing, mm-hmm. do something. But he always did it with the intent that he was going to accomplish it. And so that's, that's where work ethic comes in for me. It's like it's, it's a sense of integrity. But that also has a lot to do with it. Be true to who you are and what you want to accomplish and what your goals are. Don't take them lightly. Um, you really only have one chance around at this. So just go for what you truly believe in um, and work hard at it. Um, working hard doesn't mean putting in a lot of sweat. It may just mean be putting in a lot of time mm-hmm. and a lot of effort and a lot of thinking about things and honing your craft or whatever it happens to be. Um, having that attitude of, Yes, I can do this. I'm going to figure it out no matter what. Um, unless it's something nefarious, um, it's probably a good idea just to laser focus on what you want to do. Um, and having that ethic will take you more places than you thought you could go. Um, it'll open up new doors to new avenues of just new people in general mm-hmm. that can help you along the way. Um, there's been all these little moments in my life where I found that something happens right when it's supposed to. And it wasn't because it was a coincidence. It was because I was working really hard at what I wanted to do. The opportunity came along, not because it was coincidence, but because I got myself to that opportunity. Um, now, there's still a lot of more opportunities that I want to get, um, that I want to accomplish, or a lot of things I want to accomplish, and I'm working towards those. But that work ethic, that attitude of, I can do this, I'm going to figure it out, I'm going to put all my energy into this, Um, that's going to take you very far, right? It may not make you the richest person in the world, but but it might, but it just might make you happy, right? because happiness, you can't find happiness, you can't, it's not hidden under some rock or some cave, you have to actually create it, happiness is a state of mind, you can put yourself into that state of mind, Mm -hmm. and it's easiest to do it when you're working hard at what you love to do, that's, that's my whole Mm -hmm. spiel no, I'm, I agree with that. I actually, I had a boss um, when I worked retail, and he would say that all the time. He would be like, oh, work smarter, not harder. And never, you know, I never really had thought about it at the time. Eventually, I was like, okay, yeah, you're saying work smarter, not harder, but it's because you wanted me to do it your way, and you're saying that my way is not the right way to do it. You know, so... I think sometimes when people say that, you know, work smarter, not harder, it's because they know a way to do it and they think it's better than your way of doing something. So they'll say to you, well, work, you know, that's that's too hard or that's not right. So, you know, you need to work smarter, not harder. Right. You know. Yeah. And a lot of that comes from how can 
you need to work in a way that saves us money mm. so that we don't have to spend it all on all this time you're spending doing what you're doing. Um, and I've, I've seen that a lot too, right? Um, unfortunately. And it's also just something people say because they think it's the right thing to say. Mm-hmm. And it might not be. It might be. It might not be, right? Um, but it never hurts to work hard. I mean, it may hurt depending on the job you're doing, depending right? On the, yeah, like I would logging. Say that, right? Wow, yeah. that could hurt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, if you're building a website, work hard at it. Absolutely, mm-hmm. put all your energy into it. Um, it'll turn out better than you think it will. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm still. I'm like um, maybe halfway done with the website for my business, yeah. and um, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, oh my gosh. It actually is maybe starting to come together a little bit, <laughs> you know, because, you know, it, it, it's, it's hard for me, too, because I'll start at like, you know, so it depends on the day. But sometimes I'll start really early at like seven or eight o'clock in the morning. Sometimes it might not be, you know, until like nine o'clock. But mm-hmm. the next thing I know, I'm looking at the clock and it's like two o'clock in the afternoon and I'm like, oh, um, yeah, maybe I should probably have had some lunch and, you know, like Henry's going to be home in like two hours. So maybe I should get something else done, you know, but. I get, sometimes I get so focused in it, you know, but then I go back the next day and I'm like, oh, I got a lot done. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's a double-edged sword sometimes for me. And another reason that I had thought about that was there's this kind of illusion that if you're working in tech, you're working, you're programming, you're a programmer, right? You're, you're, you're working with these languages that are arcane. It's sorcery. Um, you must be the smartest person alive. Mm-hmm. No, actually, it's very hard. Um, you have to work hard at understanding yeah. some of this stuff. Our brains are not hardwired to be developers in the sense that we weren't born knowing C Sharp or JavaScript right. or C++. Oh, yeah. We weren't born knowing this stuff. In fact, people are born with the instincts of survival. They're not, they weren't born with the instincts of, hey, let's make a website. You know, it right, doesn't, yeah. that does, it takes a lot of hard work to understand some of these concepts that are just like, mm-hmm. you may think, oh, wow, that's, this person's a senior developer at XYZ company. They must be the smartest person alive. They could be just scraping by. You don't know, right? They may be working sure. really hard to project that they know what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another reason I, I wanted to bring that up is just because um, you land a job as a developer or whatever doesn't automatically mean that it's just going to be easy because I, I'm smart now. It, no, you're always going to be learning. There's always tech is always changing. There's always going to be something new. It's going to be hard. Yep. Um, no doubt about it. Now, for the people that are like, it's easy. That's great. <laughs> good, for <laughs> good for you. <laughs> but for the rest of us, it, it does take a lot of mental strain and effort. Um, you can drive yourself oops, I'm kicking stuff. You can drive yourself crazy trying to figure some of the stuff out. Um, sometimes, a lot of times, actually, um, all it takes is like a good night's sleep <laughs> to figure out a problem. Um, so there is a time that you have to kind of cut yourself off. But it does. It is a lot of hard work. And I agree it's mental with that. Strain. I actually yeah. interview last week, and uh, that was one of the questions that I actually asked them was, you know. What, you know, am I allowed, like, if I work at home, am I allowed to work at home? And they're like, well, you know, they kind of looked at me and like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, you know, let's say I'm working on something and it's really giving me a problem and I just need to walk away from it. And I do. And I get home and, it you know, all of a sudden 
you know, I'm getting ready for bed or something and it's like 11 o'clock at night and it just clicks with me. Mm-hmm. And then I'm up for the next two hours to make sure that I get it down and, and put it, you know, code it. Mm-hmm. And they're like, well, you know, they said that it was, you know, it kind of got into a gray area for them because if what the state gets involved, because everybody loves New York State, but um, <laughs> they do. You're right. Uh, they were like, if you're hourly, then that kind of, you know, makes it a little difficult. Yeah. Um, but the position that I would be getting would be a salaried position. So they were like, you know, there wouldn't be an issue with that. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I just want to know because sometimes that happens when you're coding. You know, when you're a programmer, you could be working on something and then you're like, you're just frustrated because it's not doing what you want. Yeah. And you get up and you walk away and it mm-hmm. could be hours later. Or the next day, and all of a sudden it just clicks, and you're like, oh, I need to get this down right away so before I forget. Oh, yeah. I mean, I've had dreams where I'm figuring something out, and I'll wake up and like, oh, my God, why can't I remember my dream? The answer was right there. Yeah. And then a couple hours later, after a cup of coffee, it comes back. Nice. <laughs> Absolutely, though. It can, the solution can strike you at, at any time, mm-hmm. right? Not just when you're on the clock. Yeah, I'm always thinking about, you know, something i'm like oh well maybe i could do that instead you know put it in the back of my head and then when i sit down i'm like oh that's right i wanted to do this right and i get it done i think i only had one bad dream um <laughs> only one you're yeah, lucky I'm, I'm always, <laughs> I was, no i mean i'm talking about when we were in the program i had uh i and i think we might have been getting close to having our capstones finished or we were in the middle or something mm-hmm. and it was like it was awful because I had everything on there and I went and I hit like one key and it just started deleting all of my code. And I'm like, no, no, no. And I tried everything. I'm like pushing buttons and trying to turn the computer off and do everything. And it just kept deleting all my lines of code. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah, that was a, I woke up in a panic. It was bad. I could, yeah, that would, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would break a sweat. Yeah. Sometimes it drives me crazy of the misconception that if you're a programmer that, well, you're just sitting behind a computer all day and that's it. It's not always that, though, because you have to think about what it is that you're doing. You have to lay everything out. You know, you have to mock up what it is that you're going to do. If you're coming from, if you're a very physical person and you like Mm -hmm. to, like, move around a lot, but you want to get into tech, I would say get into tech that revolves around physical devices, Things that are out in the world mm-hmm. so that you can go out and test them. There's something really great about creating something digitally, but then going out into the world and seeing it in action. Yeah, right? There's something very satisfying about that. So at work, we have these tablets that the sales associates use in the, uh, in the retail locations they, that they use for, you know, finding all the products that the customer wants and ringing them up and everything like that. Mm-hmm. And to go, so when we were creating this, we actually go out into the field and test it and walk around with this thing. It just feels good um, that you created this thing out of nothing and now someone's walking around with this physical device mm. working the thing you created. Right. And that's just, that's very satisfying. Like, just sitting at a desk and creating something isn't, if that's all you want to do, that's great. But um, for me, I need to create, I'm a creator, like I like to create things mm. digitally and physically. So if I can get the fix digitally and physically at the same time. That's that's great. Awesome. That's kind of why I want to start a Syracuse hardware meetup. I like the idea of, you know, oh, being that's able a good to idea. Create, like something yeah. physically that you can also test this. Yeah, because I want to build now. my robot. <laughs> Syracuse.iot. 
Yeah, is that, is that a domain? Things. Um, it I can don't know. be. It probably could be. It probably could be. <laughs> we could probably figure <laughs> that out. Be, yeah. All right, well, add that to the list of meetups. That <laughs> <laughs> starting. Awesome. Is that that giant scroll of paper that you have hanging down over there? Yeah, yeah it is. It is. I try to wheel like that out so painting, I can... Painting these up. visuals. <laughs> like all these things that are packed into this little recording studio. It's amazing. No, you're giving away all our secrets, Denise. Uh, <laughs> Let's let our guests discover these things. <laughs> like my giant scroll of meetup ideas. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about the podcast. Uh, is there anything else you'd like us to mention? No, I don't think so. Um... If you're into JavaScript, check out the JavaScript Meetup group. Uh, I'm not really running it anymore. Peter's doing a good job, though. Um, so I like to see that it still exists. Uh, check it out. And um, also OpenHack um, every second Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, just if you're even trying to think about getting into tech, a bunch of techies will be there, and they're more than happy to talk to you. It's actually just a great atmosphere to be around people that, are, that have that same sort of like-mindedness of doing the things that you want to accomplish as well. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of like-minded people, Joey also runs the Coffee and Code meetup. So oh, that's that right. Happens. How could I forget that? <laughs> I know, right? We mentioned yeah. it on the podcast so many times. I was like, okay, when we finally have you here, I have to be like, thanks for running Coffee and Code. Well, this Coffee and Code are two great things that go together very well. Absolutely. And I think so. So keep an eye out for that on Meetup. I think that's like once every couple months. Yeah, it's once every when I get around to it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. It's a very, schedule. very hectic life. <laughs> Absolutely. Right, well, thank you so much for being on the show. We appreciate you taking the time to come meet with us. Yeah, well, thanks, thanks, for, for... Uh, thanks for grilling me. Hey, happy to do it. Thank you for painting a beautiful picture of our recording studio. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's a nice place. It's very comforting in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word I'd use, too. Very, very comforting. If you would like to follow me on my personal learning curve journey, my website is kethorn.com, Instagram, Karen Thorne, Twitter, kthorn, and email, contact at kethorn.com. Also, be on the lookout for JS Web Development LLC as I'm starting my own business. Twitter and Instagram are jswebdev. I'm working on a website that should be up soon, and that's jswebdevelopment.com. You can always email me at jswebdevelopment at gmail.com. You can keep up with Kelly on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly2Earth and visit my personal website at kel.dev. Together we are Salt City Code. You can follow along with the podcast at Salt City Code on Instagram and Twitter. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach out to us at saltcitycode at gmail.com. And remember, always keep it salty. salty.